derails from the U.S. Faster Payments Council. Hello, and welcome to Off the Rails. As always, I'm your host, Reed Lutanen, Executive Director of the U.S. Faster Payments Council, and I'm excited to bring you this discussion with Mike Bilski, CEO of North American Banking Company. We'll talk about why faster payments are so important to community financial institutions, his thoughts on central bank digital currencies, and dig deep with some analysis of the Minnesota Twins. But first, let's hit some FPC headlines. First off, as I mentioned on the show last time, the FPC's real-time recurring work group has completed its first deliverable, a set of recommended best practices for the industry when it comes to recurring payments. Head over to FasterPaymentsCouncil.org to check that out. Also, as I've mentioned before, our fall member meeting will be here before you know it. We will be in Minneapolis September 14th and 15th. Registration is open at FasterPaymentsCouncil.org. You don't want to miss this event. We will have panel discussions, extended networking time, and a tremendous event at Target Field in Minneapolis. And finally, FPC and Ripple have launched a crypto and payments survey on the use of blockchain and cryptocurrencies and payments. We want participation in the survey to be as broad as possible. You don't have to have any background in cryptocurrency to complete it, and you can find the link at FasterPaymentsCouncil.org. And finally, if you're listening to this, our 22nd episode of Off the Rails, I think it's safe to assume you're getting something out of the show. It would really help us spread the word about faster payments if you could share the show with your industry peers. Just give us a quick LinkedIn post or tweet it out to your followers. We'd really appreciate it. That's enough of the headlines. It's time for that discussion with Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. Welcome to the show. We are joined, like I said, by Mike Bilski, CEO of North American Banking Company. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Well, let's just get right into it. I wanted to start off just by getting a level set. So talk a bit about, you know, what are you thinking about? What do you bring into this conversation? What, from a community bank perspective, are some of the things that make faster payments important in terms of a strategy? Well, I think community banks need to first get back to focusing on payments. Payments are a great resource for low-cost deposits and a good source of fee income. And uh, the next evolution of payments and the continued evolution that we're going through is faster payments. So if you're not participating, uh, you're missing the boat. And as a community bank, you might be stuck with just brokered deposits and CDs that all cost you a lot of money instead of turning it around and using payments as a source of deposits and fee income. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing a lot is that consumers, you know, account holders, customers of the banks are interested in doing these types of faster payments, right? So they're using today some competitors and some fintechs to solve for something that the bank could be offering themselves, right? Well, and, uh, you know, the fintechs have uh, shown that they have good products. The one thing that uh, I think uh, community banks and maybe banks in general have been lulled to sleep the last two years is because we've had a flood of excess deposits. uh, And we don't realize how many deposits that we currently have that are being stored uh, in other applications. Uh, It's just something that we can't really track 
but we do know uh, that some of those deposits have gone in the last two years with the pandemic. We, we've had a, a community banks have been flush with deposits and now we'll start to see liquidity dwindle and we'll know and we know where some of that is. It's in the competitors, the fintechs that are out there. So, yeah. So in addition to running a bank, which is, is if that's not enough for one person, you're also running a payment service called XCheck. And I know that was initially built to run over the ACH network. So what do you see as the next steps there? Well, XCheck, uh, we started as part of the uh, Faster Payments Task Force just to show people that it could be done. Uh, XCheck is really a way to push ACH credits and it works extremely well. It doesn't require uh, anything but uh, the receiver to put in their routing number and account number. And it's uh, a great little cheap system that uh, works well. Our next evolution for XCheck is to uh, have the XCheck module actually go through and decide, well, is this a payee a current RTP member or is it a FedNow member? And if it is, then XCheck will route it uh, that way for immediate settlement versus sending it same day ACH. I'm still a believer that 95% of the population uh, without good statistics behind me, but I still believe that most of us can survive with notification and settlement within 24 hours. Uh, but there are numerous, numerous cases um, and cases that we still don't even know about that would require immediate settlement if we could do it. Yeah, I think that's probably right, that there are plenty of, and I remember from my days in a corporate treasury department, the speed of settlement wasn't really so much the issue as it was, like you said, notification and and being able to reconcile back and knowing that the payment's coming and being able to identify it when it does arrive. Yeah, that's the key. And integrates to your accounting system. Right. And I, I, I do think, for though, that that is, Arguably, another benefit of RTP and FedNow when they come online is some of that more structured data elements in in the messaging can allow for for some easier reconciling of payments than some of the legacy systems out there. And there's no question. Uh, I think that that's going to be great. Uh, I think, you know, and the other thing is you and I have joked about over the years, the the problems with the corporates, they, they within their treasury department, they have the yin and yang going on, the, the ones that are collecting the receivables want them faster. The ones that are sending the payables want them slower, uh, but they all want complete information. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, well, and, but and I, I do think the structure between uh, the clearinghouse and the Fed is going to help uh, a lot of that. Yeah. And I think also helping educate those folks on the send side that you don't have to send it at the same time that you're sending a slower payment. You hold on to it until you need to send it. <laughs> so you correct. You it, it doesn't really change when the money leaves your account. Um, it doesn't have to anyway. It doesn't right. have. So you're running the bank. You're running XTrack. You're also the chair here at the FPC, and I know you. I know from personal experience that that takes some of your time as well. What? So you're spending a lot of time in payments. Why do you think it's so important, and especially in in integrating and getting involved with some of these activities out in the industry? Why is that so important? Well, I, you know, payments, uh, especially the way it's moved from uh, paper to electronics, uh, it really expands the footprint of the bank. And, uh, you know, being more visible out there uh, helps. Uh, 
bring me clients. Uh, currently, we operate in 43 states. Uh, you know, for just a little community bank, we have clients uh, that can send us files electronically and we can do all the compliance and things necessary uh, w- without having to be there. But the fact that uh, you're involved in so many things gets you visibility and uh, it's really a cheap source of advertising as well. And, you know, from the U.S. Faster Payments Council standpoint, I don't have much work to do. They have a good executive director and a great staff. So uh, I, I know the staff supports the executive director without question. I can't argue, can't argue with you there. Uh, definitely love, love the folks who work here. And I, I think we've created a really good community environment that people enjoy participating in. Uh, in, in that vein, I, I think a credit to all of you, uh, you do it and you're operating and uh, I think you're in four states, right? I mean, none right. of you live in, even in the same state, you know, so. Uh, that's right. We're credit uh, to you guys. We're as virtual as we can be it, yeah. in that vein. Well, we're, well, we're talking about how great uh, the FPC staff is. What is what? And, and I think honestly, this question really is probably a more credit to the, to the members than it is to the staff. The staff is definitely does a fantastic job, but what are some of the successes that you see here at the FPC? You've been involved since the inception, you know, we've got work group efforts going on all over the place. And which ones do you think are kind of most impactful to community bankers and potentially the ones that they ought to be getting involved in? Well, you know, not to single out any of them, uh, I, I think all of them are important. And I, I think the, the, the best thing that the USFPC does is bring uh, members from different industry segments together. Um, you know, bankers talking to uh, large merchants, small merchants, uh, uh, merchants seeing the banker side, then, then all of us seeing the consumer side. Um, I, I just think all of those efforts are great. Uh, you know, bankers talking to the network sides and the provider side. I, it's just, it's a great way to get more uh, knowledge transferred between the industries. Um, and it really isn't in an antagonistic approach. I, I, I've been impressed with all the members, how they truly want to work together. Uh, but we all do understand there still is uh uh, businesses to be run and profits to be made. So it's a it's a tough balancing act, but uh, credit to all the members uh, that uh, really see that side of it. Yeah, I, I think what we found over the last three, coming up on four years is that there just really is a lot of white space. Somebody early on when I took this role said, "Don't when you're skiing, you don't look for the trees, you look for the white space. And I think there's just, there's way more of that than I think maybe some of us thought. Um, and so much that people can work on and, and get and make progress on collaboratively. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's no question. There's no question. I, I do think, uh, you know, for one segment, I, I think the reps that we have in the consumer segment uh, are seeing a lot of that white space. I, I think they came in maybe with a lot more trees in their view, but they realize that there, there is a lot of white space where we can all get together and make things work a little easier for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, it's time to play some games. Are you ready to play buy or sell? Sure. All right. So I'm going to give you a few things and let us know if you buy or sell and then tell us why. So financial institutions that don't develop a strategy to and move into the implementation phase within the next 12 months will be in trouble. Buy, there's no question they're missing the boat when it comes to free deposits and fee income. And they're going to be behind. And once you're behind, it's going to be tough to catch up. 
All right, it's a buy. Number two, the market will settle on one single winner for instant payment network services. No, a sell. Sell. I mean, there's, there's no way in the United States of America we'll have one single winner. Uh, agreed there. As we record this, the Minnesota Twins are on a 93-win pace, and they're in first place by four and a half games. This is only a few months removed from them finishing dead last in the division. Buy or sell that they end up winning the American League Central? Buy. I'm a true homer in Minnesota all the way. Um, the, the, the Central Division is terrible. The majority of our games are in the Central Division. We will win 93 games. Yeah, I did see a stat that we're like, we've won like 47 of our last 162 against the Yankees. <laughs> Which is- you know, and we start the series with the Yankees. Uh, I might change my opinion uh, in three days if we lose three in a row. Uh, it, it, you never know. I, I, as you know, I, I expected us to be in worse place uh, after the Blue Jays series than we are. Yeah. So, you know, baseball, that's why they play the games. Exactly. All right. There are some use cases that just aren't appropriate for faster payments. Buy or sell? Sell. I I think we can make anything work. All right. Buy or sell? Target Field is a top five ballpark to take in a baseball game. Buy. It's fantastic, and I can't wait to host uh, the experience for all the attendees of the fall conference. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. September 14th in Minneapolis at Target Field, hosted by North American Banking Company. Quick plug uh, for our member Thank meeting. You. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Buy or sell? FinTechs are a threat to community banks. Uh, sell. I, I think they're more going to be partners. Um, I think uh, quickly, I think FinTechs, when they decide they want to try to be a bank, they don't want to have to deal with the regulation and the regulators. So I think they'll find it easier eventually to be partners with banks. It's a sell. Buy or sell, we will see instant payments being used for e-commerce within the next 18 months. Uh, Sell, I don't think uh, until it crosses many different uh, lines that it'll be available. It's a lot of work to do to get it to where it would be viable for something like that. And uh, lots of, I, lots of other would, stuff going on in the next 18 months. If I can interject, I would say, I would say buy if we didn't have all these existing systems out there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're building it from scratch, yes, it might be where you start. Yeah. All right. Central bank digital currencies are a threat to the financial system that should be stopped before it even gets going. Sell. I, I think that's a big mistake on my counterpart's uh, part. I think uh, the central bank is the, the best place for a centralized digital currency. I, I, I disagree with the arguments that it takes money out of banks. Uh, I, I think what better place to buy digital currency than at a bank, uh, just much like you buy currency now. I don't think it it's going to take deposits out of the bank. And I think uh, I've seen systems out there that can make it work and who better than uh, the Fed to use it. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, it's going to be, I think, central bank digital currencies, other digital assets are going to be a topic of conversation in the industry for, for quite a while. It's reaching a fever pitch. I, I do think one thing, though, you have to separate uh, when you say digital assets, um, 
if you're thinking digital currency, that's much like cash in your pocket. It's not going to uh, materially appreciate or depreciate uh, overnight. When you go into other types of digital assets, that's a whole different thing. And I, I do think you have to watch for that to some degree. Oh, yeah. Lots of variety in, in that space. And it's hard yeah. to even bucket it all in, in one in one uh, term. It is. All right. Let's move on to the lightning round. Ready? Sure. All right. Something you see coming in the industry that we should be paying more attention to. Regulations on digital assets. I know you like doing carpentry. What's some carpentry work you did recently? Well, uh, during the pandemic, as I, I built uh, four, four toy boxes for uh, my uh, four grandchildren at the time. I did have a fifth grandchild, uh, so I need to make a fifth one. I, I did some remodeling up at the cabin, so uh, I, I'm going to work on the fifth toy box now. Busy hands or happy hands. Um, hopefully those toy boxes last longer than they took to make. Well, they, <laughs> they, they, will, they will last a long time. They're built a little more solidly than they should. The <laughs> trick with carpentry, though, is you don't want your hands too busy. You might not have a complete hand after. I still have all 10 fingers <laughs> or eight fingers and two thumbs. <laughs> That's good. All right. Bold <laughs> prediction for a use. <laughs> for, a, for a faster payments use case. Bold prediction for a faster payments use case that will emerge in the next year or so. I don't have one. I, they're just everywhere. It seems I think we're getting, we're seeing more and more commercial stuff. Uh, that's uh, unbelievably uh, doing well. You can go commercial. All right. Topic you're excited to hear about at the fall member meeting. Well, I think we'll talk about the Minnesota twins in first place. I, I think uh, just payments in general. Uh, I just love all the different things that are there. Um, the most important thing about the, meeting is networking and finding what's going on. I had the opportunity to meet with uh, somebody I met at the last one, identify, and uh, we had a good meeting and uh, they have a good product and I keep learning from it. So meeting those people, Amy and stuff has been great. Yeah. And if the twins are in first place in mid-September, that's going to be an extra fun environment at Target Field, I think. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it will be. All right. Do you think the pandemic has had a permanent effect on the payments industry? I think the pandemic's had a permanent effect on everything we do. Including payments. That's something we do. The twins, this is like the Minnesota Twins slash Faster Payments Council podcast. Well, you and I are in agreement on it. We're homers. Yeah. You know, we, the, you know. the twins recently completed a road trip to Canada and four of their players, including starting right fielder Max Kepler, were unable to make the trip because they are not vaccinated. It's worth noting that the same rule applies to Blue Jays players when they travel to the U.S. to play. Thoughts on that crazy situation? Well, if you remember, uh, all the Blue Jay players are vaccinated. I, um, uh, I, I just don't understand how teammates uh, can let each other down by not becoming, by not doing what they're supposed to for the team. And it'll be particularly interesting. This isn't, isn't isolated to the Twins, but. It, whoever happens, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs, somebody's going to be playing them and having to travel to Canada to play them in the playoffs. And that's uh, uh, even uh, more magnified then. Well, and, you know, the hockey players have figured it out. It's um, I, I, I do agree with everybody. Everybody has a right to choose. There's no question about that. 
Um, but at the same point, uh, you're working with others. You, you've uh, signed a contract. Uh, you, you have an obligation to uh, your team, to your employer, whoever it is. And uh, so it's a balancing act and it's a tough one. It is. And thankfully, the Twins took two out of three in Toronto. So and that's the only series they've got to play up there until and unless they make the playoffs and have to play each other. All right. What's something that's happened in payments recently that you think is a strong sign, positive or negative, for what's to come? Um, I think uh, a strong sign is, and uh, we're hearing less and less about fraud in some of the new payment types things, and which means I think people are... uh, uh, the systems are better and the application uses are better. And, um, it's not as uh, prevalent, I don't think, anymore. Yeah, well, hopefully that trend continues um, and we can make sure that we, we do what we need to as an industry to help, help each other prevent fraud. Because I think that's something that everybody should be interested in figuring out and, and keeping off, off of the front pages of newspapers. There's no question that that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mike, this has been fun. Any final thoughts before we break? I just want to say, uh, if you're interested in payments, uh, you should really become a U.S. Faster Payments Council member. It's uh, a great place to uh, help your organization, no matter whether you're a bank, uh, large company, small company, you name it. Uh, It's a great place to learn and connect with people involved in payments. Yeah, obviously, completely agree with you there. Check us out, fasterpaymentscouncil.org, if you're interested in learning more. Mike, thanks a lot. Thank you, Reed. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. That is it for our show this time. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a great time talking to Mike about all things payments. And like I said before, head over to fasterpaymentscouncil.org to learn more about the Faster Payments Council and a lot of things we've got going on here. Thanks so much. 